0: Hello and welcome to Food Neighbourhoods on Monocle 24. I'm Charlie Filmercourt. During the pandemic, we continued this show in a slightly different format. As many of you find yourself spending more time at home, we followed suit, delving into the world of great recipes, all of which can be tried from the comfort of your own kitchen. This week, we hear a hearty bread recipe on offer at London's Legar. Hello everyone, my name is Jay Patel and I'm the
1: owner of Ligari in Shad Thames just next to Tower Bridge. We're a small, local, independently owned Italian restaurant. Okay, so the recipe I've chosen today is for The Reason for this is because I think bread is such a fantastic staple to be able to cook and any leftovers can be used to make really simple panzanella salads, Toasted and topped with various delicious things, and turned into crostini or you know simple croutons, and even blitzed and turned into pangrattato and sprinkled on pasta for an alternative to cheese. At the restaurant, we bake two to three loaves daily, depending on the day. And also, a reason this recipe is special to me is I actually kind of perfected it during the first lockdown we had. When everybody was obsessed with sourdough, Matt and I kind of took the opportunity to really work on this recipe and a good friend of ours, Budgie Montoya, who's a, a fantastic chef in London as well, also helped kind of get everything in order. In that sense, it's pretty difficult to mess up really. It's really, really simple. So for the focaccia, you will need 1,200 grams of strong bread flour. At the restaurant, we use Marriages, strong bread flour, which has got a really high protein content, but any good organic strong bread flour is great. 25 grams of fresh yeast 20 grams of salt a big pinch of sugar 900 milliliters of warm water lots of olive oil can't really say how much it really just depends on how much you want to put on and either rosemary or sage and some nice flaky sea salt so firstly dissolve 25 grams of yeast in 900 milliliters of warm water and add the big pinch of sugar leave that for about 10 to 15 minutes just covered and come back to it in a moment in another large baking bowl (laughs) or a stand mixer. Add the dry ingredients, add 1,200 grams of flour and the 20 grams of salt, and then combine that with the yeast mixture. That's been sat for 10 to 15 minutes. If you're using a stand mixer, use the hook attachment. If you're using a nice mixing bowl, get your hands in and, and give it a good knead for 10 minutes. You're just trying to combine everything together. It doesn't need to be really thoroughly mixed. Give it a good knead for 10 minutes. Once that's done, scrape it down and leave it to rest for about an hour or two, depending on the temperature of your room and it should roughly double in size. At that point, what you want to do is knock it back and you want to scrape down the sides of the bowl. Wet your hands slightly at this point and then you want to divide it into two, so it will make two large loaves. This can be done by eye or again, if you want to be more precise, use an electric scale then once that's done, line some baking trays with greaseproof paper so it's kind of hanging over the edges of the tray. You want to be quite generous with the greaseproof paper, you want it to kind of hang over the edges so once the loaf is baked you can just use paper to pull it out. Do not skip lining the tray with greaseproof, it's so important, it makes your life so much easier and it stops the loaf from sticking to the pan. On top of the greaseproof paper, give a generous sprinkling of olive oil. and. If you don't have any baking trays, this works perfectly well in a cast iron skillet as well. So you can kind of divide it one by one, leave the rest in the fridge while you're not using it, and then come back to it, bring it up to room temperature before baking the second loaf. When you're trying to stretch the dough into the corners of the baking tray, it can be a little bit tough because the more you work dough, the harder it gets to kind of pull into shape. So just leave for five minutes to relax before you shape the dough into a rough oval. Again, Let it rest in the oil tray for a further 15 minutes. If it's every time you try and pull it into the edges, it kind of springs back to the middle, which it will do. Just just let it do its thing, just relax. Sometimes it takes 10 minutes, sometimes it takes 15 minutes, but again, just take your time with it. Once this is done, oil it very lightly at this point and cover it with cling film. You then want to leave it in a warm space for about two to four hours to like really double in size. It will become very active, very bubbly. Obviously the yeast will do its thing and you'll really start to notice that it has a really uneven, weird, strange looking surface, but that's perfectly normal. Once you've done that, peel back the cling film very gently, making sure you don't tear any bubbles. And at this point, you want to preheat the oven to 200 degrees Celsius. So once uncovered, you want to dimple the dough with your fingers. Dip your fingers in a bit of water before you do this, just so the dough doesn't stick to it. Dimple it very gently and then cover it generously with oil and flaky salt. Once that's done, bake at 200 degrees for 25 minutes. But as you're putting the dough into the oven, you want to liberally spray some water into the oven to create something called oven spring, which kind of helps the dough rise and also gives it a really nice kind of brown crust. Another way to do this, if you don't have some sort of water diffuser that you can spray into the the oven, is to fill up another baking dish, which is ovenproof with a bit of boiling water and a towel, which is soaked in boiling water, and put that right at the bottom of your oven. What happens at this point is as the bread is baking the water slowly evaporates and creates oven steam which also does the exact same job after 25 minutes you want to lower the oven to 170 you want to take the loaves out of the oven and sprinkle them with lots of rosemary or sage whichever you prefer bake at 170 for a further 10 minutes and then once that's done carefully remove them out of the oven leave to cool until they're gently warm and cut into them and there you go you've got great focaccia
0: My thanks to Jay Patel for his recipe. For more from the hospitality sector, stay tuned to Monocle24. You can also subscribe to our magazine and sign up to our email newsletter, The Monocle Minute. Head to monocle.com for more info. I'm Charlie Phil Thank you for listening and bye for now.